Hello, and welcome to Exchanging Eternal Truths, brought to you by Expanding Your Faith Ministries in Anderson, South Carolina. I'm your host, author Heather Lancaster, and I'm happy to be joined by my friend Montine Bryant of Redemptive Plan Coaching in the Dallas Metroplex area. And today, we are going to talk on Get on the Wall of Prayer and Repentance. So, Montine, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. So what's what's the deal with get on this wall of prayer and repentance? Obviously, God is telling you something. So so what is it? Okay. So what the Lord has been showing me, and I know on prior episodes that you've had on offenses, you said you've been talking about offenses, correct? So What the Lord is showing me is that the next thing we need to talk about is the repentance and what that looks like in prayer. Okay, what great. That look like in prayer. So we are seeking God in these times. We're seeking God with all of our heart, with all of our soul and mind. And it's time to repent in any areas that needs attention daily before the Lord. Amen. So every day, let's think about prayer for a moment. Mm-hmm. Every day, if I'm going to the Lord, because, you know, I might be going through something or whatever with family, with friends, and I'm going to the Lord, even first thing in the morning, I'm submitting my day to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then during the day, let's say, you know, I I don't realize I've sinned or I've said a thing or I needed to repent. And in the evening when I'm praying, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what is there anything in my heart that I've done today? to offend a brother, to offend a sister that I need to repent of. And so repentance and forgiveness are, you know, forgiveness is I'm forgiven by the Father for what I've done. Mm -hmm. So I looked up the word repentance, and if it's okay, I want to share that. Please. Out of the dictionary, Christian dictionary. It's a genuine sorrow toward God on an account of a sin an extreme dislike of sin, followed by the actual forsaking of it and humbling surrender to the will and the service of God. Mm, God is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Mm-hmm. That's Second Peter. There you go, Second Peter 3, 9. Jesus told them, this is what it is written, that Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And this is the part we always sometimes somehow miss this in the scripture. And repentance, there it is, and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations. Mm-hmm. So what is, so repent, that's repentance. Now right. repent is to be sorrow for one's sins. And determined not to sin again, Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near, Matthew 4, 7. Mm -hmm. Jesus also said, unless you repent, you too will all perish in your sins. That's Luke 13, 3. The apostle Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So getting on the wall every day is you getting in your position and asking for prayer, ask, talking to the Lord, just talking to him. Say, Lord, is there anything in me that I need to repent of? Right. And I think it, I think it's important to say too, you know, when, when, when we analyze our day 
And and when we take that time, it's it's very easy for us to say, oh, well, I didn't commit a sin because maybe you didn't steal. Maybe you didn't do something. But we have to remember, too, that for believers, one, we're held to to a different standard. Mm-hmm. But they used to call it, and and I... I dislike this this notion of of what I call Christianese, and I, I think a lot of people call it that, where we we throw these terms about that people don't understand. But for believers, sometimes the sin is not doing what we should have done, or it's it's missing the mark. Maybe, uh, say for example, I, I had a situation one time. I had gone to the store. Mm-hmm. And I felt the Lord, I felt this nudge. There was there was an elderly gentleman behind me in line, and he only had like a newspaper. And I felt this, this like, I should buy his newspaper. And I thought, that's stupid. Why, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't do it. And as I was walking away, I heard the cashier ask him, oh, how's your day? And he's like, it's been a really awful day. It's been, you know, and he was just, he was having a rough go. And I thought, and I felt so bad because I'm like, God, I missed it. Yeah. I could have had this opportunity to just bless this man and maybe change the course of his day. I mean, I was sick to my stomach mm-hmm. when I got home and I, I, I had to I had to pray on the way home and I'm like God I am so sorry and if you ever give me that opportunity again I won't miss it yeah and and I I I told Greg too and I'm like I screwed up I miss and and that doesn't seem like it's a big thing yeah but when we realize especially in this day and age that we are salt and light sometimes those little things become big things for other people. We don't realize the impact we have on somebody's day-to-day life if we just open the door for them and hold it, or we give them a smile and ask them how they're doing. And there's so many things that as believers, when we're trying to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit and and uh, following the example of Jesus, who did what the Father told him to do and and went where he wanted him to go and said what he wanted him to say— we can miss that very easily if we get very busy or we let things in life. Like I said, this I was at the grocery store. I was just out minding my own business. But that's something where I think we can all be in tune a little better. Well, and, and I, I agree with that because like when we pray and we're asking the Lord to stretch us, to hear from him, to be more like Christ Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a beginning to that, of, of asking that, like what happened with you. And then I, just recently, my my spouse, my husband was telling me, you know, he was praying, he was on his way to work, he needed gas, he stopped at a gas station. When we stopped, there was his, his truck wouldn't work, so the guy started it off, and the guy was telling me, he was a young guy, was telling him about his problems. And my husband was like, I got in the car, got in the truck, got on the road, and the Holy Spirit dealt with him. Mm-hmm. He said, you've been asking for me to utilize you, but right there was an opportunity for you to pray for that man. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. And so he said, what I did is I repented of that opportunity. And he said, but guess what? 
I can pray for him now. And he started praying for him all the way to work, which was a 45 minute drop. Right. And he said, I felt led, you know, I know how that feels to lose a job, to have a family um, under the roof, making sure they're getting fed and so forth. And he said, I had to stop and repent. And here's the thing. We live in a society now that we have so much truth, so much truth. And what I and you can't see me, but I'm doing the little sign where everybody that has a truth, they have a culture and they have a truth. Right. But Then if you're corrected, they're like, well, that's my truth. Right. I think that the concept of my truth mm-hmm. has been one of the worst things. And I may, I may get ugly statements for that, but that concept of my truth gets us away from the fact that Jesus said he was the truth. Mm-hmm. There's no my in that. And and we get skewed by perceptions, like you say. And and I think that's been one of the worst things that has happened out of the last 10, 15 years. I have to agree with that because, you know, and I understand there was an extreme at one time when we were younger, you mm-hmm. know, we um, not being able to express our feelings or, or our hurts. Um, you know, I, I get that, but we're in a, we're in a culture now that everybody is ran by their feelings, ran by their emotions that there is no stopping and saying, and these, and some of these are Christians. Yeah. I'm saying just some of these are Christians yeah. and they don't stop and say, what is the Lord saying to me right now in this? According right. to the word of God, according to what, uh, not what you know, because yes, as you're in the word, you are learning, you're attaining, um, you know, it's in, it's written on your heart. But then we're in a place now that, why do I need to repent? Um, I'm going to go to heaven because I've accepted Jesus into my heart. But what the Lord's been showing me lately is just because you ask Jesus into your heart doesn't mean you're going to go to heaven. Right. You have to surrender yourself daily. He says, die to me daily. Yeah. There's a difference. And and this is something that Greg and I have talked about in 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 different avenues. And mm-hmm. and I've said it before, there's a difference between having Jesus as your savior and yep. having Jesus as your lord. Yeah, absolutely. And and that aspect of surrender mm. uh, <laughs> makes a lot of people uncomfortable. It's, it's I mean it's 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 one of those things and and yet what we see is exactly like what the scripture told us. And and this is why, you know, I you and I are of the same camp where we're like, get in the word for yourself. Mm-hmm. Go, go find it out, go dig it out, go, go, go find out what it says, what it means. And it, there's too many who, like you say, want to coast on their feelings, but then what the scripture tells us is that's exactly what we're gonna see even as the day of Jesus's return gets closer, people are going to go where their itching ears want to hear. And that's somebody that's going to talk like I talk or talk about things that are important to me and just kind of cover up all this other stuff I don't want to talk about. Well, and we've done a disservice, you know, um, over the last probably 30, 40 years. I mean, I remember being 10 years old in church. And there was things that was already starting to happen in the pulpit 
that wasn't being addressed. Mm-hmm. And so we fast forward and I sit back and I think about how we, you know, Lord, how did we get here? How did we get here? You know, and I'm not talking about all churches, but I am talking about the American church. Yes. How did we get here that even, and I'm going to throw it out here. We've got 86% of our LGBTQ that has come out of Christians, Christian homes and mm-hmm. churches. How did we get to the point that we we puffed up things of fun and, and things like that, that we totally forgot to teach really what the word of God says about sin? Yeah. You know, it says there is no condemnation in those who are in Jesus Christ. So condemnation is is there there's none, but repentance, it's different. Well, there's when, still conviction. There's conviction, and that repentance makes you say, you know what, I love him so much that I want to turn from that. He shows his love in that. They screwed this society has screwed things. Well, love is love. Right. You know, well, well, guess what? I had children in my home and I loved them. And when they did something wrong, I spanked their butts. Right. Or because the scripture tells us that God disciplines those he loves. He chastises the ones he loves. And this is where we're at today. Yeah. Going back to the the concept of the American church, and I think you could you could even broaden that to say the Western civilization church. Yes. Yeah. Um, Because we've we've made excuses and allowances for Mm -hmm. sin for um for uh, different uh avenues of thinking mm-hmm. instead of taking it back to the bible we but to me that boils down to one factor mm-hmm. we've lost the fear of the lord mm, yeah when you truly fear the lord and i we skew this out of proportion and and say god is not this big bad boogie monster that wants to beat you up the first time you do something wrong. Right. He's a loving father that wants to guide you. The scripture says that he will guide us into all truth, which is his truth, which is through Jesus. But it also says that he is a jealous God. And when we put our feelings, when we put our, our truth, Mm-hmm. to use your air quotes mm-hmm. to to say i'm going to talk on my tr-. we make that an idol we make our feelings an idol and that yeah. is really from a western church perspective that's where we screw up that is where we screw up and and heather i have to agree with that because um that is something the lord's been showing me in my private you know my prayer time is there is idols of even the blessing. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we have, you know, we've heard certain uh, ministries that, you know, well, if you do this and you give this, this is what's going to happen. And what's happening is we're looking at that and we're not looking at God who is our source. Right. We're looking at, well, you know, if I give this $10 then maybe I'll get $70 back. Well, what happened is we just took away how God is wanting to provide. And we're saying, well, if we do it, it's all about what we do, right? Not what God wants to do. Well, and we try to turn God into a lottery. 
Yeah. If I buy this ticket, if I buy this many tickets at this price, then my chances of getting this, but it's never been about, and and the scripture does tell us that he wants to bless us. The scripture does give us promises about prosperity, about these things, but it also talks about if you give everything up to him, Mm-hmm. Is the scripture, and I think it's in Matthew. Seven. It's, it's where he talks about if you've given up brothers and sisters and houses and brothers and farms oh, yes. for yeah. my name and for the sake of the gospel, mm-hmm. then in this life you will receive a hundredfold right. and in the age to come eternal life. But we get so focused, and and you're right on. We focus on the what God's going to give us, mm-hmm. and I think to me that cancels it out. You've, well, I'll, I'll give you an example, real quick. An example, um, and this is this is something the Lord just revealed to me probably a week ago. Because I, you know, I would listen to different ministries about, you know, this is you know the abundance for me. You know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, and I've quoted that. You mm-hmm. know, and then. So I had a prayer time last week, was reading some information that through this lady that's helping me do some spiritual detoxing. And, and I said, Lord, why am I having issues in our finances? Like, why are we constantly in a cycle? And he brought me back to when my husband's dad died. And when he died, uh, there, his wife that he had married, she became a widow. Mm-hmm. And I had a, I had been just praying at that time, Lord, we need this much money and this will pay our debt off because your word says to owe no man anything, you know, Romans 13, Mm -hmm. yes. And so I ended up, um, you know, this money came in from his dad, his dad had passed away and we had received some money from his inheritance and the wife, the, the widow had called us and said, you know, your dad meant to sign that over to me. And I really need that. And we were like, well, we'll get back with you. So instead of us praying and asking God, we went straight to scripture where it says about taking care of the widow. So again, we didn't pray. We just went straight to the word, which we should do that. Right. Well, what had happened? Um, we ended up giving the money over. And what's, what confused me at that time was God, I prayed about this. I prayed and said, you know, I needed help in this situation. Well, so we forgave her because what ended up happening, she ended up turning on us, got a lawyer involved, said don't ever contact her after she got the money from us. So there's the offense. There's Mm -hmm. the offense that came. And so I had repented. We had repented of that. We had, no, we'd forgiven her of that. Right. Well, then what the Lord revealed 14 years later, last week, he said, you forgave her, but you did not repent of not coming to me and uh-huh. asking what I should, what you should have done. Right. You, you went to my word, which is right, but you didn't ask the Holy Spirit. Right. See, so you got to remember, we have the Holy Spirit on the earth with us. Right directing us if we just ask the lord will show us yeah and so what happened was he said because what happened my daughter had a friend that's dad and mom wanted to give money to her schooling and i was like well let me try to figure it out i'll I'll see if i can do it 
Mm-hmm. And I contact my husband. My husband says, no, we've been praying about this. This is God giving through this person to our family. And that's when it dawned on me. And the Lord said, you gave to her out of how you thought you should have gave to her. Going back to the widow. Right. And he said, I use others to give to show my goodness through others to give to others. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I'm sitting there and I'm, and I said, Lord, this is, this is like a new, this is like my eyes were being opened. And I'm going to tell you what, after that, I don't know how much I gave out this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking financially because it wasn't about me anymore. It wasn't about my offense. There was an offense still there. And I had to repent of, well, that person's going to probably do this with that money. You know what the Lord said to me? He said, Bontine, you don't worry about where that money goes to. Mm-hmm. If they spend it in a wrong place, I will deal with them. Right. But you do it because you're doing it out of obedience. But back then, I didn't do it out of obedience. I did it out of out of uh, just what I read in the Word. I didn't right. ask. Right. You did what you thought was right, what seemed right in your eyes based on one interpretation of the scripture. But as we see throughout all of it, we have to have the Holy Spirit as our guide and as our teacher. You know, the the scripture actually tells us he's going to be our teacher. The scripture wasn't opened up to the disciples until after Jesus died. That's right. When they got the Holy Spirit and then they understood because with that came power, with that came understanding. And we try to figure things out on, you know, and I think, I think this is a, this is a woman thing too. We try to figure things out in our own strength a lot of times, especially when it comes to finances, if we're the ones who are, who are paying the bills or, or what have you. Greg and I spent some time at the beginning of the year really consecrating our year to the Lord and saying, okay, what do you want and and how do you want it? And it's like, I'm not going to try to figure out how God's going to get the blessing to me nope. because I know that he will because I'm not seeking his blessing. I'm seeking him and the blessing follows that. And I think that sometimes, like you said, there was a, there was a song by, and I don't know who did it originally, but the version I remember was by a um, worship minister named Paul Wilbur, where it says, show me your face. Mm -hmm. Show me your face, Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and that for me, so many people look for the hand of God. Mm-hmm. Or, or if you want to put it in this term, the handout from God, mm-hmm. you know, God's going to give me this. That's going to give me this. God's going to is not about what God's giving you currently. Yeah, He already gave you the greatest gift mm-hmm. in His Son. That makes you a child. That gives you the in- comparable inheritance. That gives you access to all of those things. But to access it, you know, you were talking about about your husband's inheritance. Mm-hmm. And and I've dealt with a similar situation after after my mom and my stepdad passed away. Yeah. Not not like that, but but in dealing with with inherited finances and and things like that that you have to know how to access it. Mm-hmm. And you have to know how to manage it appropriately. 
right. or, or Mr. IRS man comes and grabs half of it, yeah. you know, so, but there's a spiritual application for that. We have this great inheritance from the Lord, but we have to know how to access it. And I think going back to the topic at hand, the way we access it is through that intimate time. It's through prayer and repentance and and keeping our hearts pure before the Lord mm-hmm. so that we're doing what He wants us to do, mm-hmm. not what we think is right in our own strength, going by our feelings, our emotions, and our air quotes truth. Well, and and one last thing the Lord has also been showing me about this. This goes back to surrendering. Mm-hmm. And surrendering is our thoughts and, you know, it's surrendering what we know. And surrendering means letting go and trusting God. And, you know, when we have a society where we have so many people hurt all the time, we, we have these walls up that we want to keep up because we don't know if we're going to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. Instead of trusting God, surrendering to him. You know, there's the, you know, God is simple. You know, it's one of the things the Lord's been revealing to me, the intercessors. He is simple. We make him so hard and there's seasons. And I think in this season, he's just like, turn back to me, repent, seek my ways, go in that privacy, in that holy of holies and, and be in that area with him where he wants to grow. He wants to show the character of him with you, wants you to see the and, and experience the love and the goodness of God. And we tend to what, like you said, what can he, what can he give me in, in a hand? And here's the thing, all this stuff's going to fade away. Mm-hmm. In the end, we're going to be standing before God almighty. And he's going to ask, are we, are we been good and faithful servant? Yeah. And he's going to say, I didn't even know you. So it goes back to that. I didn't even know you. Yeah. I can I can prophesy, preach, and that's something. I can do all these things in his name. But if I don't know him, then how do I expect to inherit the kingdom of God? Right. And I think you said it, and and that scripture, you know, that that popped up kind of in my spirit when you were talking about it. Without repentance, mm-hmm. nothing that is unholy gets to stand before the Lord. That's right. And if if we think that we're doing everything right, we probably aren't. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you can you can live a day and you know this concept of you have to sin every day. I don't buy into that, but I think it's worth checking your heart every day. I think it's worth saying, did I somehow miss it? Did I, you know, do something, you know, did I cut somebody did off? I and judge, I didn't mean to? Did, I, did I judge? You know. Yeah. Did I judge somebody? Did I look at someone else's expression of worship mm-hmm. and deem it weird? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about that a little bef- before we came yeah. on today. Mm-hmm. You know, did, what are What's our our heart? And it it goes back to that concept that that I have been talking to the Lord with all year. What's my motivation? What's my heart condition? And am I staying humble before yeah. the Lord? You know, and it, it you talked about earlier about about submitting. You know, the scripture tells us we 
submit to the Lord and resist the enemy, mm-hmm. then the enemy has to flee. Mm-hmm. Right. We tend to, as a, as a society, want to not submit, blame the enemy for everything, and then wonder why we're not advancing in life or why we're not seeing manifestations of of prayer requests or or things like that happening mm-hmm. and again check i would encourage people check your motivation yeah check your motivation check the order of how god how god designed you know family mm-hmm. big thing mm-hmm. going back to the old testament it intertwines right into the new testament you can't have one or the other. You have to have both. Right. That's what balances what the word of the Lord is trying to say, even in the day we're living in. Yeah. And I I really hope, I mean, I know we kind of went in different areas, but I really hope today um, what I brought today, people will think and people will meditate and they will say, you know, Lord, maybe that's why I'm not moving forward. Maybe that's why where you called me, I'm having some issues in this area. And just let God be real. Let him be so real in you. Yeah. And be real with him. That's right. And I think that's a huge part of it. Well, Montine, thank you so much for for being with us today. Are there any final thoughts that you have for the folks? Any final encouragements? You know, I do want to read what I what the Lord sh- I was writing today. He's this is what he told me. When you take all of yourself to him, he's a good father who answers in his time and his perfect plan. There are times when we pray and prayer comes on us heavy and we let the Holy Spirit search our heart. Then he will pray through you for what needs to happen. Surrender your thoughts, mind unto him, and then the renewing of the the mind will renew your thoughts. Surrendering means letting go, and trusting the Lord. So today, surrender everything to the Lord and let it go. Amen. Well, Montine, again, thanks again. And tell folks where they can find your Redemptive Plan coaching information. Yes, if you go to youtube.com and you do the little, what is that called? The at symbol? Yep. Redemptive Plan 111. So YouTube at Redemptive Plan 111, and we will put a link in the description as well. So thank you all so much for listening. Again, you have been listening to Exchanging Eternal Truths, brought to you by Expanding Your Faith Ministries here in Anderson, South Carolina. And until next week, be blessed, my friends.